1: You might just hear engines in the background because we are
0: sitting outside maybe 100 yards from the end of Spa. <laughs> yeah, this is a bit of a different podcast for us. I for don't think sure. we've ever podcasted outside. We haven't. But if we're going to, we have to have ambient engine noise behind us, right? Yes. We've got to have motorsports, something yes. going on. It can't just be, you know, we're outside. Yeah. We've got to have engine noise going, which is nice. Hopefully, hopefully you will still
1: hear everyone here. We have, uh, we have six guys from the trip all sitting here with us. Uh, we have Robert, Jack, Lindy... Samir, Ted, who came last year, by the way, and yes. Corey, one of you actually, uh, <clears throat> Jamie, if you're listening, uh, Ted <laughs> is here, and we are going to answer your question. So what we're going to do here is really what we did last year on this same trip. We're just going to kind of go around and talk about how this trip has been for everybody so far. We are what I would describe as two-thirds of the way through.
0: Yeah. We're, uh, we've had the road trip today, so mm-hmm. we started off at the ring yesterday. Yep. And everybody's brain was blown through the back of their heads. For sure. And uh, they had a great time, so we wrapped with a nice dinner last night. Yep. And then woke up, we took our time, and had a drive provided by uh, RSR, also the cars. Yep. And headed on over here, so we switched off, as a matter of fact. We got uh, Todd in the lead for a little bit, me in the lead for a little bit, and uh, just had a bunch of stops. You had, what, three stops on the trip, I think? I think I did three.
1: Okay. uh, All right. Yeah, I think I did three. And then um, we had, you had a couple. Yep. We had a, let's see, yep. what was our road trip list? It was... Uh... So
0: starting with the M235Is, we had two DCT cars, one manual. Yep. We yep. had Samir's Alpha. He's uh, been wanting to get in that. Yep. Alpha 4C. We had an RSR prepped M4 and also an RSR prepped Megane 265. So the yep. Renault Megane 265. Yep. They play with their cars. As they they, they kind of do. They yeah. put a half cage on that and uh, upgrade a few things mm-hmm. and kind of dial everything up. Yep. It's not insane. And then, uh, yeah, I think that was the list. Yep. So, so we, had, uh, we nice. had we had
1: multiple M235s. So everybody had a car. Oh, loose. the GTR, of course. Forgetting oh, the yeah. GTR. There's that little one as well. 27
0: yeah. GTR on the trip as well. And yep. uh, a number of you have asked uh, on the Facebook questions here about GTR on the Autobahn. And, uh, yeah, you guys have got to be here. You never know what cars are going to be with us next year. But that's so the thing. We don't know don't show
1: up that morning because it depends on RSR's fleet. Exactly. But, so I'm actually curious, and anybody chime in here. I'm curious. Okay, we've had full day on the ring. We, well, we had our dinner the first night. We had our full day on the ring. Yeah. And we've had uh, road tour day to day. What's been a biggest surprise?
0: Surprise of, and that means anything about anything. the trip. Oh, anything uh, at all. It, yeah, yeah. It could be cars on track. It could be. Jet track, lagged, it, could for be God's sakes. it could be anything. So we're leaving this open as, uh, well, you know, what do you think? Well, the biggest
2: surprise was meeting Sabine Schmidt. I uh, had yeah. no idea that we will be uh, seeing her, so that was a nice event. That was a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: we, we weren't entirely sure about that either until it happened, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Sabine uh, hosted us for uh, what she described on The Invoice, which made me laugh, as Wild West Barbecue. So uh, it was a little slice of, I don't know, like Wyoming in the middle of Germany.
0: I mentioned to these guys, it was a little strange being served by Sabine, and she was a tremendous host. Mm -hmm. She cooked much of the food, is my understanding, and gave us a great selection. I mean, she rolled out the red carpet, and it was great. It was a great intimate dinner. There were a few other couples staying at the hotel who were also guests. And it was a special thing, because usually her hotel, her ranch, usually just serves breakfast. And this was a bit of a special dinner. And so uh, we arranged that, and I think everybody was surprised to see, uh, to for walk sure. around the corner and see her waiting for us. So that was sure. nice. But uh, who else? What has stuck out at you? What's been a big surprise? Ted, you can go as well. Ted was with us on the last trip as well. And Jamie asked you a specific question on Instagram, too.
3: Well, that, that's my biggest surprise, is that I'm the only one who came back this year.
0: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Yeah. Ted threw down. He came back, and yeah. uh, he and his wife were already traveling through Europe, so you were already acclimated to the trip, and he just yeah. showed up and joined us, and uh, nice capper on your European vacation this
1: year. That's
3: fantastic. Yeah. For sure. it's excellent.
1: Sure. excellent. That's excellent. What... Um what would you, con- you were talking to me earlier about your experience, the difference in your experience this year from last year because of just having been on the ring. So, talk about that a little bit.
3: Right. So, I think the biggest difference for me is um, last year when I came, it was excitement mixed with some trepidation. Sure, sure, yeah. And it wasn't until I actually got out on the track in the car that I could figure out that, yeah, I can handle it. Sure. Because I didn't know going in. Yeah, yeah. So, this year coming back, that trepidation was gone and it was just the excitement of, Mm -hmm. Great. I can't wait to get back out there and just keep, you know, keep improving, keep getting better. Cool.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. You and I were talking about lap times this morning at breakfast. We were talking about shaving lap times. You kind of looked. Ted has an app on his phone, the bridge to gantry timer on his phone that he set (laughs) and actually worked on his time. So we were talking about just being smooth. Smooth is fast. Slow is fast. Yeah. And he actually improved by what, 55 seconds?
3: 55 seconds. Something
0: yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> I find it humorous that, first off, everyone will tell you you're not supposed to time yourself. Secondly, there is an app that just tracks you. Of course it's there is. It's the bridge to of get every app, is. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Of
3: course there is. You just set start and yep. then you're, you're Please running. Please don't
1: time yourself, but GPS will happily do that for <laughs> right. you. Yeah. Right, I, exactly. I didn't look at
3: the times until after the day was over. I know, I know, I know you well enough <laughs> to know you didn't,
1: but it does make me laugh. All right, so what else? What else uh, struck you guys? Yeah, for me, uh,
4: <clears throat> I did like 30 hours of the numbering on a Gran Turismo. And yeah, so you I had was, a lot of video game experience. Right. So, and my, my strategy was, can I memorize the corner somehow? No, you can't. Uh, not, not, <laughs> not, not, not with only 30 hours. But I think one of the most surprising things for me, outside uh, from the uh, pack of nerves that I was, is is the how many things challenge your focus. You're trying to focus on when do I accelerate, when do I brake. Uh, There's cars passing you, well, passing me all the time. So you're saying there's a lot of
0: information coming your way. There's too much information,
4: so it's very difficult. It's very challenging on your body as well.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this. At what point in your day did everything kind of calm down, all the noise, the chatter, Kind of calm down so you're able to concentrate on your line. Because at first, we know what it's like to be on track instantly and you're learning the track, you're learning a new car, you're shifting probably, traffic is passing you,
4: as you said,
0: but at what point did that stuff start to filter away and you can concentrate on your line? How many laps in for you?
4: Uh, I did about I think maybe on my sixth lap, again, I never had any track experience. So I think around my sixth okay. lap is when... Starting at the top, you realize so, it's, all downhill, yeah. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. Just uh, like
0: Tyler from last year, as a matter of fact.
4: Yeah. But I think for me, it was... At first, it's very hard to shake your your intuition to drive as fast as possible and just hammer right. the gas. And I think it's at the point where you sort of get comfortable and say, let me just try to perfect my line. Let, let okay. me Let me try right. to do this properly. I think that's when you kind of start finding out, oh, okay... I'm kind of getting the flow of this. Sure, and I think sure. that's when my laptop probably improved. But I wasn't timing. But I wish you had told you about the app. <laughs> well, the, the app is, is bad for all of us to know about. I think that, that's bad news for next year for sure. Exactly. I was using, I was using the time on the dash. I was like, I passed by here at this time. When am I passing it's, again? It's a sure. vague lap <laughs> yeah, it's time, pretty right? Vague, yeah. and,
1: sure. and
0: that way you don't know the exact time. Well,
1: but we do. Right. we do... How do I put this? We discreetly time you because we put cameras in everybody's cars Uh and we will send you video of your laps and you'll see what you
5: were. Bridge to Gantry is cool. Because, of course,
1: everyone on the planet, if you've driven the ring, everyone that has wants to know what their bridge to Gantry time is. And there's an actual thing that's discussed here. RSR, who hosts us and gets us cars, talks about the fact that when Clarkson came here and drove that Jaguar and got just under 10 minutes, they have people that come and show up and all they want to do is beat his Mm -hmm. time. So that's not really people they want to rent cars to, but it does happen. So that's happening as well. So what else uh, has struck you guys?
0: Yeah, I will add, uh, for something to think about as you're thinking about how to answer the question, we've got John L. on Facebook who is asking you guys on the trip, is it everything you've hoped for? Now, I realize that the trip is not over at this point, but he's asking, is it worth the money at this point? And he's giving serious consideration to try to get there next year, but it's a long trip from Australia (laughs) so he's asking justification so far where are you at and then you know the biggest thing the biggest surprise kind of add that to your thoughts as well I'm really curious
5: it's absolutely worth the money yeah?
0: Absolutely. Every penny. Okay. All right. no. I yeah. mean, we, we haven't paid Lindy to say that yet. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we actually didn't him give him I mean, money. I haven't pulled I mean, any euros should, out of my he wallet. should start
5: saving his money now. That's what I did the first time I saw, I saw the, the initial video on YouTube. So you saw it last year then? Yeah. No and kidding. And I was just, all right, it's getting done. And I lined up my entire... Is that uh, like extra trips entire...
0: to the ATM? What is, what is this expense?
5: <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I started planning my entire year around this trip. So.
1: No pressure for you and me, by the way. <laughs> wow. We better pull off a trip yeah. when that's happening. Yeah, so. I'm, yeah, glad I mean, I'm glad. i yeah. Lindy didn't tell me that till now, and he's enjoying right. himself. And Otherwise, a bit like you So, guys, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. exactly.
0: Right.
5: Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: That's Absolutely awesome. Absolutely worth it. Excellent. Good to hear. Yeah. Who else? Yeah,
6: I would say John definitely. Uh, it's definitely worth the money. Get out here. Um, as far as my most surprising thing, it was how quickly I stopped snapping my neck to look at every gt3 it's, <laughs> we are on the dispenser everybody yes, yeah. they were not kidding when they said there was a gt3 dispenser there is some one somewhere i never saw it but and i also was also surprised by how many half a million dollar cars people were tracking yeah. on the Nurburgring Right, a few yards of runoff and that, that car. Would and be, they
0: weren't just kind of going around the track; they were no, pushing, they were hammering yes? it yeah, around it's the not, track. Yeah. yeah, parade laps by any means. Right, no, right. right. So yeah. it's really
6: great to see those kind of cars that are
0: normally bubble wrapped in people's garages actually out. Yeah, they're really in the, hammering the around the climate-controlled air bubble tent. Don't yeah. touch. Don't look. Don't breathe on my car. It's good to see you know bug splatter and
6: you know those cars yeah, running. Yeah, running. Around. We
1: had a we had a Carrera uh, RS, an old old Carrera RS, air cooled on the track yesterday. That car's worth a ton of money. And I followed yeah. a uh, GT nine nine seven GT three RS four O, and I know that's a half million dollar car. I followed him around the ring for a while, and he was hammering away. He passed me at one point. Oh, he man. was not kidding around.
0: I had a nine nine six GTS uh, or GT three. Excuse me. Pass me, and on some bumpy sections of the track, the back end of this car was jumping around. I mean, that's where the weight is. And for sure. that car to just kind of be skipping around and skidding yeah, around, yeah. this guy was after it, but. So cool to see. I mean, for I'm, sure, I'm for sure. trying to concentrate on my line, drive and go fast, and look, at cars. and look at this cool car. Do things in front of me, hoping to not yeah, Because see anything we do bad. The process, but... Yeah,
1: and there was some close passing yesterday too. Oh yeah, there was yeah. some you know th- yeah. you let the faster car by, and he he's by and back on the line so quick. She's like, please don't take my bumper while you go.
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, I know we're not racing. This is not a race day, but it Mm -hmm. kind of feels like it. I mean, you're close because I had a white 1M pass me within inches. I'm I'm thinking less than two. I Mm -hmm. thought we were going to trade paint. I really did. I thought, all right, this is going to be the first time. I've never done this before. Here it is. Welcome to my event. On camera, yeah. And it's on camera, but we just somehow magically able we're able to get through this corner but I, I couldn't believe it but it feels like racing but then of course you know when you're in a slow car you can't keep up with a gt3 gt3 you yeah know, that's, that's there's whipping no by you there's so no, even
1: in the m2 that you and i got in for a while oh yeah the, the gt3s are still, still going for you and the ton of i think the other dispenser it, it, it's half <laughs> as frequent but the other dispenser is the gt4
0: Yes, it might be further away from these tracks, so therefore the they yeah. can't migrate over here quite as much. Possibly, possibly. But uh, I was fortunate to get a lap in the taxi, the M3 Ring taxi, oh, that's right. from yeah. Ron Simons yesterday. Of RSR. The you RS <laughs> in RSR is Ron Simons. Now again, we're not racing, and you know they, they say, all right guys, take it about seven tenths. But still, when you're out there, you think you're pushing, until you get a taxi lap with Ron. Yeah. And he promptly blew my brain out of the back of my head. Sure, yeah. Because I couldn't believe the mechanical grip. It was phenomenal. And I think, all right, I've taken that pretty fast. No, no. Ron's been doing it 20 years. Yeah. The guy knows what he's doing. And it was, yeah. it was very it revelatory. It was, was an F80
1: M3, right? F80
0: M3. He said, since new, it's got 8,400 kilometers on it now. And he said, since brand new, this car has only done taxi duties on the ring. That's wow. all it's for. He grinds it into dust. I'm amazed at how well it feels. It feels so solid. Yeah. But I'm hoping to get you with him on spa tomorrow in a Lotus 211. We'll see how that goes. Bugs in our uh, teeth. It's going to be awesome. You know, Christoph has been telling me Ron loves the Lotus. He loves the track. Yeah. So he's going to be doing a few taxi laps and I'm hoping to to get your response with the Lotus tomorrow. Because yeah, tomorrow
1: is the the last uh, drive day of the trip. So we are on spa tomorrow. Right. We will do, like we did last year, if you've seen the video, we will do the track walk with Ron, which is really, it's pretty special to be able to be out walking around on the track. That's pretty awesome.
0: Yes. And a question from Thomas A on Facebook he has asked a few questions and said please answer one but it's actually we can't really answer any of them because we haven't fully wrapped up the trip yet so first of all is which track is your favorite and why Spa Ring which is the best corner or section of the track we could do that for the ring though we I could so say I what's your worthwhile? favorite yeah. corner or section so far which road or track car was best for you? And would you consider buying any of the cars when you get back home? So well, let's, let's, let's thin that out a bit. Here's two we, questions I want to... Many special- questions in here.
1: Here's two, two questions I want to focus on from those. Those are great, but you're right. We can't necessarily focus on all of them. Uh, I'd like to hear from any of you guys about favorite cars so far from road tour day... Because we got in in a variety of cars. Everybody got in the same variety of cars uh, today. So I'd be curious about your road tour impressions, which car was your favorite. And also, and or also, uh, was was there a section of the ring that you especially liked or especially hated? Mm -hmm. I'd be curious about either of those.
2: Well, actually, I was very surprised with the Renault McGain. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I drove it uh, from Nürburgring to Spa, and, uh, you know, the feeling of, uh, the front-wheel drive, uh, it's its a bit different than the rear-wheel drive, but you can actually, uh, it's, it's a bit more tossable. Uh, the six-speed transmission was very easy to use. Uh, very smooth revving engine as well. Now, this
0: wasn't stock, though. This is the
2: RSR-prepped oh. car, yeah. which you still like. So I'm i am
0: pretty impressed that you, you like
2: that. And uh, the exhaust sounds very, very good. Uh, I was very impressed. Uh, it, it's a fun car. I, mean, I think uh, you
0: just like the crackle on the overrun. Downshift into second, you get those pops. Yeah, I just wish nice. we had
1: that in the US. Well, yeah, those Magans, that's one of the standard cars, if you've seen our pilgrimage film, it is one of the standard cars on track at the ring. It's one of the cars RSR has the most of. I remember when I first got here and saw that car, I thought, okay, that's what they have the most of in their fleet? So that's really very telling, not only for its capability, but also its reliability, because this is also a fleet, as much as I hate to say this, this is also a fleet that when they got 86s in, they promptly got rid of them. When they got lotuses in, they ran them for a bit, and now they're collecting dust. But right, the Magans yeah. live on.
0: How often do you so. see a Lotus Exige Growing weeds around it. Yes, and parked. It, I mean, it's, that's it's quite tragic, tragedy But yeah, I for car enthusiasts. But you know, that's the realities that uh, that happen here. The cars so beat down that yeah. it it's just kind of parks. We wring it out, extract everything possible, and, and it's it's got
1: to it take it. it's gotta be able to set it aside. It's got to be able to. Yeah, it, it does. For sure. It does. So, any other thoughts on road tour cars yeah. or the ring?
3: Yeah, check. So on the uh, the road tour the what I thought what was most interesting was the huge spectrum going from the Alpha 4C to the GTR yeah, was... and we had things in, in between yeah and being able to just go back to back between them and it, it I, I got out of an M235i and into the Alpha 4C and my thought was are these both called cars because there was nothing <laughs> similar about sure, them they just sure. seemed so different so the Alpha 4C was just a laugh yeah and I was giggling. It, it reminded me a lot of driving the Lotus on the road tour last year, yeah, the yeah. Exige. And so it was great to have something like that that just really was so different from the BMWs.
1: Very cool. Love it.
6: That might be my one of, another one of my biggest surprises was how much I liked the Alpha. Okay. Um, that was a very fun event car. Um, just manual steering, the, the noise, uh, you feel like you're sitting... On The pavement for sure, it was was a blast to drive, and then going from that, I went directly from the Alpha to the GTR because those are the same, (laughs) because those are, yeah, they're in the same wheelhouse. What's the
0: difference between these two magical machines? (laughs) I can't believe these are both cars.
6: Uh, the GTR after the Alpha felt like um, a Cadillac, almost. I mean, the seat, the weight of two,
0: yeah, two Alphas essentially, Uh,
6: essentially, yeah, the seat. I felt I, I was like trying to move the seat down, and it was it was at its lowest position. And <laughs> I felt like large. I was yeah, I felt like I was sitting on stilts. Um, very impressive. The GTR was very impressive, but I kind of felt the same way every out journalist seems to feel is it's kind of numb. Mm. But uh, I, but after getting out of the Alpha, anything's gonna
0: feel numb.
3: So. Well, I decided to have yeah. a palate cleanser between the Alpha and the GTR. I did, went in the Magan just to kind of forget the just Alpha for a second, brain. and then when I got in the GTR. uh, the thing that struck me was that I felt like the only reason I used my brake was to not run into the back of Todd, because I felt like going around every corner. Yeah. I never needed to slow down. Sure. It just. Yeah, yeah. Would I have no idea where the limits are, but they seemed really high. For sure, for <laughs> sure they are. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Who else? Favorite section of the track? Uh, or I favorite would... road tour car?
1: Either one. The yeah. Road yeah. tour yeah.
5: car. I like the RSR prepped M4. Yeah. It was. It was just <laughs> planted into the road and. Uh, around roundabouts or on the Autobahn you can just floor it and just go it sounded great when you downshifted uh yeah uh as far as uh Nurburgring Fluke Pots was probably my most favorite okay. according to my instructor I nailed that every time well so, there you go that's always good news right. for sure good validation from the yeah. instructor car yeah. was in one piece I'm yeah. in one piece it was a win That that is a good day on
1: yeah. the ring for sure because that, that's not always the case unfortunately what else, guys? I
7: would say that YouTube corner was was a neat thing. Just you know, you see it on YouTube all the time, and you're able to experience that coming down around the corner and yeah. up the hill. So I think that was that was a nice a nice experience. As far as you know, the road tour, just being out in Germany, cruising the hills. I mean, and the variety of cars is is a, is a very neat thing. Um, not worrying about any speed limits or what's going on. Um, so that that was that was a neat neat time. Very cool. Very yep. cool.
1: A quick break to talk about True Car. If you want to feel comfortable, you're getting a fair price for the car you're looking for. That information is difficult. You need price context and. TrueCar, you'll see what other people in your local market paid for the car you want. And from there, you can connect to a local True Car certified dealer. There are 13,000 of them, and you can enjoy a more confident car buying experience. With TrueCar, it's not like you found a car and now you get to the lot and they say, oh, we don't really have that one. You can easily find the car you want. And with the price comparison, you can feel confident you're getting a good deal. Most True Car users save an average of $3,000 off MSRP. Over 3 million cars have been sold to Truecar users by the Truecar Certified Dealer Network. When you're ready to buy, visit Truecar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states.
5: Let's consider the secret life of the
1: innermost
0: nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However... When an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because, yes, switching to Geico is a no brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. Guys, thanks for listening. We're back with the crew from Pilgrimage here. Everybody's joined us on the trip. And a few more questions on social media here. First from Cajun Michael, who always writes in Thank you, Michael. He's asking here, since there are always faster cars wanting to pass, is it difficult to know whether you should stay in your optimal racing line or let them go around or move out of the way, which might be a little less predictable and therefore more dangerous for the cars passing you? To start off with, I want to get your input on the passing because I I think that was a bit unexpected for your day. But in general, nobody owns the racing line, Michael. Nobody has any dibs on that. And if you're on a racing line and it's going to be dangerous for you to move out of the way, I say hold your racing line through the corner and then when you've got a straightaway or a place that they can get around you, fine. But you don't have to let them over in the middle of a sharp turn where you've got the inside. For sure. You can keep them there. I mean that's up to you. You're managing the cars behind you even though in a race situation, depending on the race series of course, you can make one move one way or the other and that's it. But in general, nobody owns the race line. True. But specifically for the RSR day that we had, and I do want to have these guys chime in. For
1: the RSR day that we had, they were it was interesting because you could pass on either side, but what they wanted you to do is they wanted you to use your indicators. Right. They so wanted the you to signal. So the ring, being yeah. a public road, you're still signaling, which made right. me laugh. So right. you had to signal where you were going to go to let the guy know, okay, you're going right, I'm going left. So we had uh-huh. a lot of that. But what, I mean, what yeah. was anybody's impression on passing from yesterday? It
7: was quite interesting. I mean, it you've got all these expensive cars running by and you're trying to figure out where to go and what turn you're going to make. And you know, the instructor's with you and he says, you own the road and don't you give it up for them. Let them earn it from you. Yeah. So that was that was interesting. You just didn't kind of pull over and let them go flying by. But that's my
6: take on it. I was actually surprised by how um, little passing there was. I expected there to be a lot more cars, I guess. I was used to seeing the... TR day, TF, TF day, on YouTube. So yeah. Yeah. it was actually far fewer cars than I than I thought. I mean, that is madness. And that's and the, that's the seen, good news of the
1: track day that we went to. Is the, I mean you're still going to get passed. There's still plenty of people, but it's not madness. I the
6: signaling about. worked perfectly for me. I mean, as soon as I turned my signal on, I moved kind of to that section of the track. The guy knew you know, whoever was in the, whoever whatever GT color GT3 was passing exactly. me at that point. That knew by. What, yeah, what yeah what what direction to go. Um, and it seemed to, I never had too many close calls, um, so it didn't, that w- wasn't the most intimidating part for me. The most intimidating part still was learning the track. Um, sure. so if that scares yeah. anybody off, I, I don't think it's a reason to, to, no, uh,
0: certainly not. No.
1: I want to acknowledge real quick. You're wondering why the second half of the podcast sounds nothing like the first. I do want to acknowledge the fact we got rained out of the outside. Where we could hear the track Rain noise. At Spa? I know. What Who a knew? strange coincidence. And now, of course, we're dealing not with engine noise but with random ice grinding noise. So if you yes. hear that, we're, I'm we're acknowledging that we're in the lobby. Hey, it's a lot of us. It's good.
3: So the, the passing that was different this year from last year because this year they allowed you to pass on either side, but last year they were in the driver's meeting. They were very strict about only passing on the left. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was interesting to see the difference between the two on the same track, the same kind of cars, the same GT3s, speed differences. And I found this year to be much better allowing passing on either side. Hmm. Because last year when you had to pass on the left, as, you know, me being the slow car, (laughs) there was always, you know, there were a few times where you just feel this pressure of, I need to you know, move over to the right in order to let this GT3 by, or this sure. series of five GT3s by. Yeah, sure. And this time, it wasn't an issue. I just stick my left blinker on, say, I'm holding this line, and they all go yeah. by. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was much more effective allowing passing on either side.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, because it depends, the, the difference, for those of you that may be wondering, it depends entirely on who's running the track day. So last year, the track day, now we're still using RSR, and they're amazing for getting us cars. But RSR is giving us cars and getting us access to a track day run by someone else. So last year's track day was run by one company. This year's track day was run by another. And those companies running the track days have their ways they want to run it, and they set up the passing rules. So you just sit there, and this is what the driver's meeting's for. Besides scaring you, (laughs) this is what the driver's meeting's for. So any other thoughts on the ring or good cars from today?
6: Uh, The M235 manual, Mm -hmm. um, I was shocked that a... Uh, rental company had a manual transmission. Every rental company I've ever used has had all automatics for obvious reasons. Right, yeah. right. Um, But I really, really enjoyed that car on track. Very uh, cool. Awesome. I mean, it, was, it wasn't set up by RSR, I don't believe. I don't think anything no, it's, was it's changed. An it was a stock car, car. Yeah. going around the ring, brakes held out, um, handling was great, and shifting a manual was obviously.
1: We, we peeled Corey out of this car for those who don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, he was the last one out yesterday. And, and I can't blame him at
4: all, at all.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, what else, guys? Anything else strike you about. Uh, cars in general or just switching cars?
4: Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to come out and say it, and I like the GTR more than the Alpha. I think everyone in the group... <laughs> really? Yes, I think everyone in the group is like, you're a strange man, but I don't know. For me, the Alpha is like... <clears throat> it's, it felt unpredictable. I didn't feel confident in it. It felt like every little hole in the ground just affected how it is, and maybe that's what people like. But well, That uh, is what I like. Right, that, that is what people here, like. Yeah. To me, uh, I, an analogy is like, when you have someone too honest with you, I don't know if I want them to be so honest with me. That's the way the Alpha felt like with me. It's it's too honest. I want them to lie to me a little bit, just give me that false sense of confidence. Tell me I'm pretty. Tell me I'm pretty, I like that. And the (laughs) ex-girlfriend, GTR's mom. And the
1: GTR makes everyone a hero. Right. So there you go.
4: Right, so in the GTR, when I floored it, I was seduced by its power. And I was just like, oh my God, what is this? I want more of this. And I was actually very surprised because to me, it looks like a giant tank, and it looks very heavy. Mm-hmm. But it's it actually is. quite nimble for its size. Well, that's I, the whole gag. Yeah, of it. Is I did it feel so it's very heavy? wide, mm-hmm. but but somehow it just it manages to take those quarters at high speeds. Quite that's quite, the magic of well. the GTR for yeah. sure. Absolutely.
0: Yep. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah. That ties into Royce's question to you and I about okay. of all the cars on hand, which is the most enjoyable to drive on either track. Of course, what a difficult question and the captain obvious statement of the day is, you know, the the all the tracks change as you change cars. Sure, yeah. As the day progresses, you get better and better, you think your line smooths out, your driving smooths out. But, you know, what car did we prefer? What car did you like? I mean, we're only halfway through at this point.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I drove the Magan almost uh, mostly yesterday and then got a few laps at the end of the day in the M2. And it was just, it was great to take an M2 and really hoon it. Because, of yeah. course, we drove one for Icon. So this is my one, M2. Exactly. <laughs> 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 that's, that's the best track car. someone else's track car. <laughs> exactly. That's for sure the case. Exactly. But, no, the, uh, but the M2 was wonderful to actually really push because, of course, we've done the M235. That video dropped recently. Right. So it was right. cool to do the M2 and to step up another notch on that. Uh, so that was great. I like that Magan so much. I know it's already been mentioned, but I like it so much just because it's one of those front-wheel drives that just works. It's so amazing. It's
0: you know, We've all commented, why is this car not available in the States? Yeah. It's yet another choice for enthusiasts. And everybody, I think, to the person is agreeing, this car would make a great alternative mm-hmm. to an R, to a yep. GTI, yeah. something like that. We're all asking ourselves. Yep. and. Asking Renault why aren't French cars sold in America anymore?
1: True, I mean, I, I, um, this is the obvious statement, and that is any car I can get on the ring, I'm happy about. I don't care. I would have, of ho- course, I would have hooned the van if you would have allowed me. Give me it's a fun. riding lawnmower. fine, fine. But the thing is. I really would like to drive the two cars that I know the best, and I haven't had a chance to. I want to get in Elise lease on there, yeah, or an Exige, yeah. and I'd
0: really like to drive an 86 on the ring. Well, Ron's got some rotting Exiges out and back. the yeah, back. Exactly. They're just exactly weeds right. are grown yeah. up through the transmission, I Perfect. guess, so yeah, it's, it's, they're just sitting know, back there, apparently. Awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually curious to see the difference between, because uh, I'm, I'm used to driving the, my Lotus Exige. I mean, okay. the Exige the S260 Series yeah. 2, mm-hmm. yeah, not yeah. the V6 one. Uh, but that's why I picked the Alfa Romeo 4C for tomorrow. Yes. Because uh, I just want to see if, is it really uh, better? Uh, I mean, is it more refined? Uh, sure. What, what steering is better, the Lotus or, you know, the Alfa Romeo? So I, yep. I, I just want to see the difference. That's why, part of the reason why I picked it.
1: Samir, you and I will have to talk at the end of the day tomorrow because <laughs> I have very specific things I like in each car. And, and I feel like they, they trade strengths and weaknesses. And so it'll be very interesting to talk at length afterward. Because I was even struck by it today, getting that 4C for a bit on the road tour. I was like, yep, the same strengths and the same weaknesses, you know, opposite of the Lotus. It's very fascinating to me. Yeah.
3: However, I thought it, it was interesting that you chose the Alpha 4C for the Audubon section of the road tour. It was the seemed... only car I hadn't been in yet.
1: That was the thing. It was just it was luck of the draw. the so car I hadn't been in yet. I was like, okay, all right, well, whatever.
0: Well, finally, uh, last question here from Dan O on Facebook as well. He's asking, how would you suggest convincing a significant other that the trip is worth it? (laughs) I'm going to editorialize just a bit, and I'll say a friend as well, whether it's a significant other or a friend. But uh, to add to that point is, Dan's over in Romania. Robert, you came from Hungary, so you were already in Europe, right? And he's over in Romania at the time. He was super close to convincing his wife to let me take the short trip over, but Lindy brought his wife... So I want to know from you, what are your thoughts? How did you convince? I mean, you told us you started last year as soon as you saw the video. Yeah. What are you thinking? How did you do this?
5: Uh, Well, my wife is pretty awesome. Uh, Have an awesome wife. Yeah. Step one. Step one, yes. (laughs) Uh, You know, the video was really well done, and it was super exciting. And she knows I'm very much into cars and racing, and that we were going to go to two of the best, best tracks on the planet. And I was like, this really can be our so. bucket list. Yeah. Uh, we hadn't gone on a honeymoon yet, so we're calling this our honey broom. <laughs> <laughs> and, there it is. Uh, yeah, she was down with it day one. Yeah.
6: That's huge. It helps that it's in Europe. Yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That is a
1: fair point. I will, I will speak on behalf of my wife, who helps us plan these trips, and uh, and because she has certain talents that I just don't have, and she wraps her head around it, which is great. But uh, she and I have talked about her coming at some point. And the thing that keeps her back is the fact that, I I will admit this, there is no alternative itinerary on this trip. There's not the, well, you can go driving or you can go whatever. It's all driving or watching people drive or sitting with people while they drive. So that can be daunting, I will admit. And she has said to me, and of course, as you've heard on the podcast, she's becoming more and more of a car girl. I want to get her to drive because she will like it a lot better. But she has said to me, you want me to go, and I would like to go because you want me to go, much more than she would like to be here. So you do have to navigate that specifically with whoever it is. Lindy's done it right. He's got the right wife for it. So that's perfect. Hopefully my wife will enjoy this at some point.
3: Well, I brought my wife, but we went, we spent about two weeks traveling around Europe before the trip. Sure. And I think she was a little bit on the fence about whether she wanted to hang out with to us to stay for this, or to yeah. stay for this or not. Yeah. And the night before the trip started, we met you guys at yeah. Classicstad, yeah. and she got to spend you know three hours hanging out with six guys talking about cars. Mm-hmm. And she was so happy to get on the plane the next morning. She said, <laughs> "Have a great time. I'm going home." Bye, honey. I, I love you, and I'm gone. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, that was the thing. Is the first year we did so we did the actual pilgrimage film. My wife and I did the European vacation thing prior, and then she flew home and I came to Germany. And, and she was thrilled. She was ecstatic. We'd been
0: mm-hmm. to Paris. She went home happy. I went and played with cars. It was great. Okay, I can't let this one go on Instagram. Well, there's two. So have we considered a pilgrimage to a different region of the world? Yes. dork 82 on Instagram is suggesting Japan or Sweden, maybe. Yes, we have considered this. It's still in in early discussion. It's not even in beta testing.
1: It's like, you know, there's not really a there's no there's no heat in that (laughs) burner at all. But there's a burner sitting back
0: there. Yeah. There is a burner. That does exist. And then finally main J seventy seven on Instagram is also asking about jet lag coming over To Europe. I mean, Ted, you were here already, so that was not an issue for you. Neither for Robert, coming from Hungary. But how about the rest of you? I mean, we kind of thrust you right into the thick of it. You land. We've got a little bit of time to talk. And I know you're tired, but here's a bam. (laughs) Here's the ring.
7: I I came in a day early, and um, just to be honest with you, I think I still have jet lag. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's just because you get here, you get antiquated, you feel good, then you and then you're right out on the track, and then. After that, you're, you know, you got a little bit of downtime, but you're up the next day. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just everybody deals with it differently, though. Yeah. So, I think
6: that's fair. I will say though, you'll feel tired until you get out on the track, and then you're, you all <laughs> engines and your are firing. Open, and, yeah, right? and you're yeah. exhausted by the end of the day. But when you're on track,
1: you're awake for it, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ideally, we've had enough trouble on the ring. Let's not add that. That would be bad.
0: What else? Any other thoughts? Uh, wrap up, guys. We're, we're thrilled you're here. I mean, it's a great trip.
7: It's worth every dime. You should come, and you should definitely consider it. And um, We didn't it, pay Jack it, either. We didn't pay Jack
1: either. Put it on your list and, and, and just do it. Cool, cool. Well, we are, again, we're on spa. Well, it's tomorrow for us, but by the time you've heard this, the trip will actually have wrapped.
0: That's true. So That's we'll be true. doing
1: a full debrief, Paul and I, the following Tuesday. You're hearing this on a Friday. We'll be doing a full debrief the following Tuesday. We'll let you know if anything grandiose happens at Spa. And I know, I know, I'm a little bit of the pariah of this group. But I kind of want rain tomorrow. Not yeah, all day. You keep saying this. Not all day. But I kind of... there's a mix,
0: I'm fine with it. It's but Spa. not all day. I,
1: no, 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 that would be bad. But last year we had a cloudless sky, which I know all of you were thinking. Those of you both looking at me, and those of you just listening, are both thinking, "What's wrong with a cloudless sky?" Right. I get it. I do get it. But there's something about Spa and the fact that any time any race series decides to start here, they get rained on. Yeah. That just says, if you're here, let's get a couple of laps in the rain, and I do mean like a couple of laps, and then let's have bright, sunshiny awesomeness. But uh, <laughs> we'll see what actually happened. And uh, and thank you all you guys for coming, for Agreed. being on the podcast. Uh, you're tonight. hearing the, kind of the whole crew here this time, which is awesome. And uh, we're planning on being back next year, so I'm just saying it
0: now. I was going to say, based on the responses, we've got to do ongoing more of these. We'd for love sure. it. And uh, you've got to get yourself here. So thanks for your support, guys. Really looking forward to talking to you next time. Cheers, everyone.
4: I can't believe it.
1: ADT can design and install a smart home just for you, backed by 24-7 protection. A new smart home at your service, customized for your lifestyle. Set up custom automations unique to your home to automatically do the things like lock the doors or set the thermostat when you leave. Even close your garage door from virtually anywhere.